Hello and welcome to the We Love Betting podcast. Hi guys, my name is Mark O'Hare. I'm joined again by Tom Love and Jack Lambden to bring you the third of our four anti-post preview podcasts from We Love Betting in association with Gambler. Uh, and this time it's League One that takes centre stage. Um, Tom, uh, League One's always a, a funny little division, almost the kind of in-between league of the EFL and, and the professional four leagues. Um, some big sides have dropped down there. Likewise, some very small teams have managed to consolidate at this level. So. Is there anything in particular you look for in a team at this level to succeed in terms of, I don't know, pace, power, a particular style of play, a finisher, a strong defence? Um, you know, you look at the league this season, we've got Sunderland, Portsmouth, Ipswich, Peterborough, now Hull, Charlton and Wigan dropping down as well. Some big teams down there. It's very competitive. So what in your eyes is, is key for promotion? Yeah, it's very competitive. I, I think really for me, it's about who who does best defensively. Um as the old saying goes, attack might win your games, but defense uh, defense wins your championships and titles, promotion. And I do think that that is the case. I think when you're looking at the top of the market this year, I think we've got quite a good a good lot of defensive teams. I think Sunderland will be quite good at the back under Phil Parkinson, who's naturally quite a defensive manager, um, as is Kenny Jacket at Portsmouth. Um, so it might not be the teams that play the most attractive football that actually end up there. Um, but then you've got the likes of Peterborough who uh, really tend to go quite gung-ho. And uh, the teams that have come up from League 2 all played quite nice football. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they do and how these styles clash. Um, but yeah, on the whole, if you're looking for someone throughout the season, who you want your money to be with. I want it to be with a, a good defence more than anything. Interesting. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the, on the outright market and the promotion markets uh, later in the show. Um, over to you, Jack. I've got a question for you as well. Um, the majority of these clubs in League One haven't really played uh, competitive league football since lockdown. It's a long time ago now. And I guess with that in mind, how much weight do you put on last season's performances, if anything at all? Uh, I think I think you have to 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 a degree. Um, even though the majority of the sides haven't played competitively for for a long time, um, you know, with the exception of the teams that got to the playoffs. Um, and I know there's been some cup games in the last week or so. Um, but I think just like any season, you you need to take some reference to to past performance. Um, but I think even more so uh, this summer and, and, and this sort of pre-season, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, um, is the, the sort of rest of the context that you have to, to bring in, in into looking at your anti-post play. So, you know, the off-the-field states of, of each of the clubs, the you know the managers they've got in place, the, the transfers they've made, not just in, but who have they sold as well, who they've managed to keep hold of. Um, you know, all of those are really important factors too, and, and you know, any of those can uh, really alter the form from the previous season. So, um, and, and I think we've got to factor in as well, as, as I mentioned one of the previous pods, is that 
you know, most of the sides are going to be playing behind closed doors for for the first time. So, um, you know, maybe in the early weeks, it's, um, you know, the form, expected form, maybe uh, we could could see a few surprises in there. So, yes, uh, to a degree, but it's also important to to factor in those those other elements as well. Yeah, some good points there. Um, okay, well, our WLB season preview was completed on Monday. All our content is now live on the site. There's well over 40 p preview pieces and uh, well over 50,000 words of, of free content covering all four English leagues. Uh, myself, Jack and Tom are very prominent in putting it all together. Uh, a collection of uh, WLB's biggest stars as well uh, contributing. So please do check the website out and, and uh have a read if you haven't already. Um, but before we do get into the bed, into the bets, I should say, um, we've got something quite exciting launching later this week. Uh, again, something Jack, Tom, and myself uh, have been putting our heads together on a new project called WLB Gold. Uh, it's a new member service that will feature the the very best of what we do on social media, uh, taking it elsewhere straight to your mobile device. Um, it will include our daily best bets, our pointers, our insights. Uh, plus any necessary stats and trends we might find. Basically, all our top-level analysis uh, included on a daily basis, plus there's many more plans up our sleeve as well uh, to add to the service as well, as well in the near future too. So something to look out for. We're revealing more details on Thursday, and the service will be starting on Friday, just in time for the opening weekend of the season. So it's something we're all very excited about, we're very excited to be involved with, and uh, looking forward to getting started into. So we'd love to have you on board. Um, but beforehand, uh, we've got League One to talk about. Uh, at the time of at the time of recording, I should say, Sunderland are seven to one favourites. Um, third season at this level for the Black Cats. Then you've got Peterborough, who have been clipped into nine to one. Portsmouth also nine to one. Ipswich at twelves. Oxford and Charlton also at twelves. Then we've got Hull at fourteen to one. Fleetwood sixteen to one. Blackpool twenty. Wigan twenty two to one. And Bar twenty five to one. Uh, Jack, I'll come to you first. I've not heard your League One views yet. Um, I've just mentioned nine sides there below 20 to 1. Seems like a really competitive betting heat. So how are you approaching this in, in the winner and promotional markets? Yeah, it, it certainly is competitive. I think I could personally make a case for probably six or seven teams that I, I wouldn't really be surprised if they ended up at the, the top of the pile come the end of the season. You know, Tom mentioned Sunderland and, and Portsmouth. Um, I'm not particularly keen on them mainly because of the managers um i think kenny jacket down at portsmouth he's a lot of uh, well quite a, a big majority of their fan base by the end of last season particularly when they they fell short in the playoffs were looking for him to to move on um you know he's been there a while now and, and not managed to get them out of league one it, it's as we've seen with the likes of Sunderland and, and teams in the past, it's a very difficult league to get out of. Um, but, you know, he's he started um, the, the signings this summer um, in, in a good way. I think um, it didn't look like they'd, he'd have the funds to, to improve the squad first and foremost, but um, it sounds as if the, the sort of word that's coming out of the club in the last week or so is that he, he may um, have a bit more funds than, than he maybe uh, first believe he would have. Um, he's brought in Callum Johnson from Accrington, which is, I think is a really good acquisition. I thought he was brilliant in the league too. Um, and on the opposite flank, on the left uh, left back, he's brought in Cameron Pring as well on loan. Again, another good signing. Um, 
if they can get off to a good start, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. It was it was the slow start really that cost them last season. They they yeah. ended the campaign quite well. Um, but if you know if they can get off to a good start and Jacket can get uh, the fans back on side, then then I really think they're the type of team that could build uh, a good momentum. You know, maybe not having not having the fans at, at Fratton Park for a while that that could uh, have a bit of an impact because their their home form is is usually pretty decent. Um, but yeah, you know, like I say, I'd expect them to be to be up there. Maybe not uh, winning the league, but um, yeah, they'll be certainly aiming to get into that top two. Um, my my favourite side um, that I'll be uh, backing for for the title, but also just just to get promotion as well is is Oxford. Um, I think again how they start after the the playoff disappointment is is quite important. I know they've lost lost Rob Dickey, which is a big blow, and they haven't yet replaced him. Um, but you know, I'm really pleased for him to get his move to to QPR because I think he's championship standard. Um, saw him years ago on loan at, at Basingstoke, and he was he was a class above then, uh, and that was a sort of Conference South level. And was amazed really that that Reading released him, to be honest. So, you know, he he's deservedly made that step up. But that they do need to replace him if they're going to be as defensively strong as uh, as last season. Um, but in Carl Robinson, they've got you know manager with huge experience now at this level. Um, he signed well this summer. You know Liam Kelly's back uh, on loan from from Feyenoord. Um, he was a couple of years below me at school, and I always used to uh, he always used to and then like in the playground and stuff. You you know you'd always you wouldn't be able to get near him, and um, you know he, he, we would make it as professionals. So um, pleased that he's come back to England, and uh, hopefully uh, he can sort of realise his potential. You saw um, the technique he's got. He's got that free kick against Newcastle in the cup and um you know really adds to a, a midfield full of uh, great technical ability they brought in Marcus McGain as well on loan from Forest as um I know the lads up there at Forest really rate him highly so I think he could have a good season if he gets some decent game time and you know Cameron Brannigan um I think he might have signed a new deal actually I think which is I think he's one of the best midfielders in the yeah. division so um to tie him down is really good bit of business um and bringing in Matty Taylor as well, getting him back is, is huge. He's a really popular figure down there. You know, he scored a goal every other game last season. So if he repeats that, then then I think they'll certainly be right up there. So 11 to 1 for the, well, I think it's actually 12 to 1 at William Hill for the title. Um, Maybe worth an each way shout, but I'll certainly be back in the four to one for promotion. That's with with better way. Uh, really like the way they've gone about their business, and uh, they look quite a settled side as well. Interesting, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd echo almost all of that really on on Oxford as well. Um, I think there's there's potentially more business to come as well if you're listening to to Carl Robinson this week as well. So, like Portsmouth as well last season, they got off to a bit of a slow start, but uh, certainly from the Late autumn, early winter onwards, they were um, looked to be right up there and should be again this time around. Similar feelings as well about Portsmouth and the Kenny Jacket issue. Um, potentially the fans not being around might actually help him in that sort of regard, but uh, he's very much a safe pair of hands. You do expect Portsmouth to be there or thereabouts, but uh, I like the look of with Port, uh, sorry, Portsmouth, Peterborough. Um, and that was before they did sign Sammy Smoddock um, permanently this 
this week or Tuesday as we're recording. Uh, I know Ivan Tony's a big loss and for me there's still doubts over the, the manager there and Darren Ferguson which is never really ideal coming into a, a longer term bet but uh, I just think uh, the signing of Smodix is almost the icing on the cake. I know they, Tony is a big loss, but Johnson Clark Harris is a capable forward. He's still got Mo Iser and Siriki Dembele there. Defensively, they are quite gung ho, as Tom said uh, earlier. But uh, if you look at the underlying numbers, defensively they're actually pretty good at kind of uh, uh, this not allowing the opposition too many opportunities to, to strike. And I think Jack Taylor's a, a real class act in central midfield as well, who they signed from Barnet last season so they're chucking everything at it it seems I think they've still got a bit of wriggle room in the salary cap as well because they've got quite a few youngsters on the books there so uh, I do expect them to go very well this time around they're talking about a revenge season if you listen to Barry Fry as well so they're really determined to to give it all they've got and then I just want a word on, on Fleetwood actually under Joey Barton who are actually coming into the season uh, a little bit short in defensive areas particularly at centre half let's talk of Charlie Mulgrew signing this week um, but otherwise, I think the squad's pretty much all set up for a real promotion push. They pushed pretty hard last season, obviously. Uh, you look up front, they've got Chad Evans and, and Paddy Madden. I'll be two of the best finishers at this level as well. Real quality across the midfield. Uh, so once they sort out that defence, which I believe there's still plenty of money to, to spend at the club, uh, I think they'll be in top six contention too. So um, that's ours. Tom, uh, where's your money going at the top end of, of the League One table? Give us your, your outright fancies. Yeah, I mean, I'm really strong on Peterborough as well. <clears throat> I'm surprised, actually, that they're, they're odds against for a top six finish with Sky. I think that's... Um, Are they really? That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, 11 to 10. I think that's um, huge. I mean, I, I was looking at this again before Snoddick signed today. There were, there were rumours of him signing earlier in the week, but he's a terrific player. Um, didn't get his chance at Bristol City, which was a, a bit frustrating. Maybe a, a step up one one league too many at the wrong time for him. Uh, I actually saw him live at Valley Parade uh, in an FA Youth Cup game and he scored a hat-trick for Colchester. Uh, he just looked like a star in the making then, um, head head and shoulder above everyone. And I, I can see why Peterborough have taken him. Um, you can trust that Peterborough have done the homework. I mean, he was there last season and did well. And yeah, he's going to fit in really nicely in what looks like it could be a 4 2 3 1 for Peterborough. Um, Sariki Dembele is a player that I really like, uh, can cause carnage on that wing. And then you've got so many other options going forward. Moisa, Johnson Clark Harris has come in as well. Um, they're just stacked going forward. And many people look at Tony going to Brentford um, as a bit of a negative, and of course it is, but. Teams like Peterborough plan ahead. They knew that that was going to happen. Um, and the, they've brought Clark Harris in, who actually was at Peterborough uh, quite a few years ago, and they sold him on for peanuts, really. And they've uh, paid quite a bit to get him back. But, um, yeah, they've got a decent amount of money in the coffers now from that transfer. I think there's talk of uh, them wanting another centre-half him. But I think Beavers and Frankie Kent could form a nice partnership at the back there. Um, I think they'll be better at, at the back than most people would expect. As you mentioned, Mark, the, the data kind of stacked up quite well for them defensively. And uh, they're only going to improve. And Beavers has got out of this division before with Millwall. Uh, Kent's a really promising centre-half as well. He's only going to get better next to Beavers. Um, you mentioned Taylor from Barnet. Love him. Uh, I, think it, I think he's going to be a class act in this league. So... 
I think squad-wise, Peterborough are the best team. Um, you talked about that uh, willingness to get up and, and you know get revenge for what happened last season with them quite unfortunately falling out. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be all over it. And um, I think they're 7-2 for promotion with Betway, 9-1 for the title. 11 to 10 for top six, they're all good bets for me. Uh, the the 11 to 10s are standout. I'd have that about 8 to 15, personally. Yeah, um, I'd, probably have them, I'd probably have them as, as favourites, actually, in, in that market. Um, it just seems like they will be there. Um, but just touching on the other teams, I think I think Sunderland will give it a, a good go this season, just because I know Phil Parkinson from his time at Bradford, and he likes to play with... Uh, a tight-knit squad. Um, they've finally got wood, uh, rid of all the dead wood in that team. Uh, they've trimmed it down to about 22 players. Will Griggs looked really good in pre-season. I think he, he needs to get the most out of him, but I really like the addition of Aidan O'Brien, who, who is too good for this level for me. Uh, did really well at, at championship level for Millwall. Um, Chris Maguire as well, the ex-Oxford man. I think they've got character about them and when Parkinson teams have that character um, they're very hard to stop and they can kind of fest into something good for them this season for a change uh, but their price is probably about right um, same with Portsmouth I think their price is probably about fair um, just on Oxford I mean Jack mentioned Rob Dickey has left but uh, quite interesting that they've got a lad called Rob Atkinson who's going to come in um, they are, they've already signed him, signed him from a, a team that will be quite local to Jack Eastley. Uh, he was on loan at Basingstoke as well um, a, a couple of years ago. I think he might have just signed for, to Eastley from Basingstoke, in fact. Um, but Carl Robinson said that he's going to be a key player for them this season, and I think that he's just going to come in and slot in. Um, and from what we've seen of him, he looks very steady. He looks quite similar to Dickey. Uh, decent on the ball, tall as well. So I think I think that Oxford will go good. Um, yes, they've got. I love Brannigan in midfield as well. So I think the the market's got it pretty much bang on. But I'd probably have Peterborough's league favourites. So I think that the value lies with them. All in all, Mark. Interesting. Well done to backers of uh, over four and a half mentions of Basingstoke on the League One podcast. Uh, <laughs> going down very well. Um, Right, let's move on to a few clubs we expect to go well this season. Might not land promotional honours, but should be there or thereabouts in the top half. We're looking at top six finishes, top half finishes, possibly season match bets, handicaps, that sort of thing. Um, I'm actually going to go first here. Excuse me, I could have mentioned them in the previous conversation, but um, Blackpool, I think, are really interesting. Um, Some really excellent recruitment over the summer. They got their business done really early. Um, If things can click under their new head coach, uh, Critchley, Neil Critchley, the former Liverpool uh, under-23 boss, um, who wants to play kind of Jurgen Klopp-style football, which is a world away from where they were with Simon Grayson 12 months ago. Uh, I think they could go really well. Nangelay's a, a big miss. They lost him, but they've replaced him uh, with some really nice additions, particularly in forward areas. Uh, I do expect them to be in top six contention. Uh, there's not a huge amount of value around for them, but uh, I just thought the 20 to 1 uh, each way on them, just in case things do click quickly under... Critchley, I think they could be going very, very well. There might be better bets elsewhere in the top 10, sorry, the top six market. But um, 
just wanted a quick mention for, for Blackpool, who uh, it's great to see them in the position they are now, because obviously a few years ago, they were down in the doldrums with the ownership, but uh, things are certainly looking up under their new owner, Simon Sadler, uh, and I expect them to go well. So, Tom, where are you taking us uh, for your underrated overachiever? Yeah, well, I think you make a good point with Blackpool, to be fair. Um, I just worry about the defence. Um, they haven't really made too many efforts uh, to get any defenders in. They've got a lot of strikers in. Um, they look really good going forward from um, what we can see. And I, I actually put them up on, we were betting 20-1 uh, to 1 to be the highest scoring team. That's actually being clipped into 10s with them, which is a massive drop-off. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we're onto a good thing there. Um, but the team that I like, uh, well, there's two of them. Firstly, I'm going to touch on Gillingham um, under Steve Evans. I think Evans, um, obviously, pe- people don't really take too kindly to him for his touchline antics and stuff like that. But he, he's really good at building a, a squad and getting that kind of siege mentality at a club. And I think that what he's done in the transfer window is quite savvy for a team that aren't massive in the division. Um, I do like Kyle Dempsey, who's going to come in from Fleetwood. Um, he only didn't get into the Fleetwood team because they've got a very strong midfield. Um, he can show what he's all about at the Kent club. And I think that Jordan Graham is a massive addition. I know that the fans love him, um, loves to get at his man. And then you've got two big men up front, which is perfect for Evans. Uh, John Akinde smashed them in for Barnett in years gone by. Um, hasn't quite found that form in the last couple of years, but I think that uh, he'll Evans will get the most out of him. The Dan Oliver's come in as well, who had a really good spell at Northampton last season in a, a team that was quite physical as well. Um, and yeah, at the back, they've got uh, a lad called Jack Tucker, who's come up through the youth system. The fans really have taken to him. Looks very steady on the ball as well. Um, Zach Medley's come in on loan from Arsenal as well with rave reviews. So they're, they're trying to mix it up with kind of youth and experience. And I think that they've got a good thing going on there. They're five to one for a top six finish. Um, I've had a little bit on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they could they could overachieve this season. Um, the other team that I like uh, are a team that actually came up from League Two last season. That's Plymouth Argyle. Six to one for the playoffs, so the six to four for a top half half finish. Like both of them angles, really. Um, I'm really impressed with what I see from Ryan Lowe as a young manager. I think that um, Plymouth put out like a little kind of documentary series on YouTube uh, at the start of last season. I think it was um, kind of going behind the scenes and seeing what Lowe does and how how he can kind of get get the troops rallied, and he really does inspire confidence. Um, he's quite intuitive with what he does. He's changed to kind of a 5-3-2 formation, playing Danny Mayer a bit more centrally. Um, but they've got George Cooper back, who's uh, probably their best player last season. Um, at right wing back, I can play a left wing back as well. Good on either side. And um, the fans are buzzing that he's back. Panucci Kamara's coming from uh, Crawley. He's a bit of an all-action midfielder as well, adding some legs in there. And uh, Ryan Hardy's back from Blackpool on loan as well. So they've got goals in the team. And I think that they they can make that step up quite comfortably, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, the 6-4 to four and then for a top half finish does appeal. Um, but probably my favourite bet is in the season match bet, which you mentioned, Mark, earlier. Uh, they're 11-8 against Bristol Rovers. 
Now, I'll come on to Bristol Rovers in a bit, but um, I think that that's the wrong way around completely. Um, when I'm comparing these two squads, Plymouth are by far the better side for me. Um, and I think uh, Bristol Rovers are in for a pretty tough season, whereas Plymouth are, are on their up. They're on the open. They're they're flying at the minute. I mean, they're going to come in with confidence after that good promotion. Um, and yeah, I think that they've got a, a more esteemed manager um, in Ryan Lowe as well. So two teams there for you: uh, Gillingham, uh, five to one for a top six finish, six to five for a top half. Plymouth six to one for playoffs and six to four for a top half. That's with William Hill. Good stuff. Um, uh, Ryan Lowe's had two successive promotion seasons from League Two, so it'll be really interesting to see how he gets on now at League One level with that Plymouth squad. Traditionally, the the step up from League Two to League One uh, isn't huge, so uh, good things expected of Plymouth. Uh, Over to you, Jack. Anything standing out in these sort of markets? Yeah, you you guys have already mentioned a a couple of teams. I was going to bring up Blackpool as well. I think like you said, Neil Critchley comes in sort of highly regarded from his from his time at Liverpool. Um, the recruitment they made was was early and it's been positive so far to get in Keshi Anderson and Jerry Yates, who you know combined very well at Swindon. Um, you know you expect sort of plenty of goals and assists from those two and Bez Labala from from Crawley, who was you know terrific out wide for for them in League Two. I think he'll make the step up. Um, you know, already possessed a lot of attacking quality anyway, and you know, likes of Sully Kai Kai. So, yeah, like Tom alluded to, I think they they will score plenty of goals. Um, you know, you look at them in pre-season; they they played a pretty strong Everton team. It was about a week or so ago, maybe ten days ago, and then they put three past them in the, like the first half an hour. So, you know, they're coming into into the season. You know, looks like they they're clicking already. Um, you know, got a good mix of youth and experience in the squad um, and uh, you know the good thing is that, that Neil Critchley's been there you know prior to the to the um, to the lockdown so you know he's had time to work with the squad now on on the way he wants to play um, so yeah I don't think there'll be there won't need too much for bedding in in terms of uh, settling into a, a new system a new style um, and you know once the fans are allowed back in um, you know if they can get the the kind of crowds that that they you know potential potentially can get up there um, you know we saw when they were first allowed back in and how much of a difference that made to them um, you know there was the the crowd slightly waned a bit after. Uh, you know, a few months of um, pretty turgid football um, <laughs> under the previous manager. But if they can, they can start playing some, some decent stuff again and getting results. Then and the fans are allowed back in. Then that could really make the difference for them. Um, Thirteen to five for for the playoffs. So it would have liked a little bit bigger, but um, I think they're certainly contenders. Um, a couple other sides I like as well. Crew. Um, you know, David Artell. You know he's got got a young squad there, but you know playing you know brilliant attacking football. Um, they brought Luke Murphy back in as well, um, which gives them a real you know real class in the middle of the park, even more so than they already had. Um, Chris Porter up front, he's, he's like a fine wine, really. Just seems to get better with <laughs> age, to be honest. Um, and yeah, already you know plenty of firepower up front you know, by adding Zanzala as well and Mandron. So I think they they can switch it up as well if they need to. So yeah, I think they they could be uh, an outside shout for the playoffs as well. Um, and as Tom mentioned, Plymouth, um, you know, really like the the work that Ryan Lowe's doing down there. Um, 
you know, ambitious. Uh, he's, he's brave in the way he sets his teams up. Um, he signed well. Lewis Lewis McLeod is you know great technical player, and and like like we mentioned, you know they're a well-run club now. Um, you know, compared to to what the situation was like there before, and you know in that part of the world, if similar to Blackpool, if they can get the fans behind them, then then uh, they could be on to a good thing. And um, Danny Mayer class above for, for this level for me um, you know if he can get him in a similar form to they they had him last season then uh, you know he can certainly cause a lot of teams teams damage um, they brought Ryan Hardy back in on loan um, maybe one or two players short of a, a playoff squad but you know the 13 to 2 for for the playoffs could uh, could pique a bit of interest with some but yeah um out of out of those sides i mentioned probably blackpool would be my favourites maybe to to sneak into the top 6 okay so sort of two nods towards blackpool two nods towards plymouth uh, and words for Gillingham and crew as well uh, i'm amazed crew have kept that team together actually since promotion i thought the vultures would be circling for some of those young players because they've got a a collection of outstanding youngsters there so interesting to see how they make the step up um obviously jack pretty confident they'll do pretty well this season which is good to hear so uh, we're going to drop down to the relegation market now uh annoyingly again because of the financial crisis that many clubs uh in the efl have, have suffered over the years and the, the points penalties being handed out quite a few firms have opted against pricing up these markets which is obviously quite frustrating and disappointing for anti-post punters but uh, kudos to those who have uh, looking at the market, Rochdale are odds on at eight to eleven. Favourites: Wimbledon six to five, Northampton seven to four, Shrewsbury five to two, Wigan eleven to four, Accrington also eleven to four, Plymouth three to one, MK Dons seven to two, Crew four to one, Burton four to one, Gillingham five to one, Swindon eleven to two, Doncaster thirteen to two. I think I've mentioned enough. Um, shorter prices because there's an extra relegation spot up for grabs in League One. Four teams go down, obviously, rather than three. Um, in my preview piece, uh, I highlighted Wigan at six to one and Charlton at fourteen to one at the time of writing, both mainly due to the potential penalties that they might incur uh, through you know in financial discrepancies throughout the campaign, but also Wigan you know barely having a squad together after the turmoil of the past few months uh, in time for the start of the season. So uh, both of those prices have been chipped. Uh, I looked at MK Dons. I thought they looked a little bit too big at fives following Reese Healy's departure. Uh, I do like Russell Martin as a manager. I think he made reasonable progress. They're very solid. Um, I'd just like to see a bit more business being done there. They have done a, a little bit this week after I, I went live with that piece. So um, they should be okay. I just thought Fives was probably a little bit too too big there. Um, and then uh, out of the other th- the rest of the pack, uh, Northampton were the one who stood out for me at 7-4. to four, uh, A team who were really excellent in the playoffs in League 2, uh, but really didn't look like a promotion candidate beforehand. And they've lost a real, you know, basically the core of that promotion team, especially defensively, the likes of Wharton and Goode have gone up front. Uh, Vadine Oliver and, and Callum Morton also gone. It's been a lot of change, a lot of turnaround there. Um, they might find it difficult. I did say that League One clubs do traditionally consolidate pretty well. So that is a concern. Obviously, Keith Curl's a, a wily character as well. He'll know his way around these leagues and what's required as well. But uh I just looked at that squad. There's been a lot of change. Um, I didn't think they were that great in League Two. Uh, obviously dominated in the playoffs and, and fair play to them for that. But uh, I think they're going to have it tough this season. But as you can see from the relegation market, there's a lot of teams at reasonably short prices. So, Tom, where's your uh, your favourite League One relegation fancies? Yeah, well, there's two teams. There's one that 
you mentioned and one that hasn't actually been mentioned, which um, I'll start with MK Dons, like you said, Mark. I think that they, they're kind of untested. I mean, Russell Martin's not really had too much of a, a go. I think he's the youngest EFL manager uh, this season. And, yeah, I just look at their squad and I think it's really lacking depth. Um, it's lacking experience as well, I think. I mean, they, they have got Dean Lewington in there, um, who's, who seems to have been there ever since the club started. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that on the whole, they when I'm looking down the squads in this league, they're one of the weakest ones. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think the price on theirs, uh, on MK Dons is a, about right. Um, I think there's a maybe a touch of value there. Um, I do. Fa- I'm a big. Gut- I'm a bit gutted because there's no um, to finish bottom market, but I would be back in Rochdale in that market if that was available. I mean, eight to eleven. I mean, it's not really uh, a price that we like to get involved with, but I think it, there's much worse eight to elevens out there, and their squad has been completely stripped. I mean, they're a team that are, don't get too much in the way of gate receipts or anything like that. They're not made of money, so. Ian Henderson's gone to Salford, of course. Um, Callum Camps has gone to Fleetwood, two of the main players there. Um, they've not really replaced them with anyone of note. Um, I think that they'll really struggle. Reese Norrington Davis has gone, uh, he's on loan at Luton this time, so he's made a step up to the championship. Um, so I think 8 to 11 on them, if you want to chuck that into an acre. Um, I will be. Um, I, think... I was going to say, Tom, we, we talked yesterday about uh, about Wickham being a four to six shot and mm. uh, it being you know, probably fair enough, really. But in terms of a long term market, it's probably not hugely appealing. But would you be interested in doubling the two of those? Mm, perhaps, perhaps. But I, I just think that the fact that Rochdale were pretty much the same price as Plymouth and uh, even a touch bigger. Um, whereas you're getting four teams to go down in this division, and in my opinion, there's probably only two in the championship. I think uh, Sheffield Wednesday aren't going to make up that gap, in my opinion. So um, I'd, I'd maybe chuck it in something where, you ch- where you're looking at teams to finish in the top four in the Premier League or in the Bundesliga or anything like that. Uh, a few kind of odds on shots together. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't put anyone off chucking them in with Wickham if you want something a bit bigger. Um, I think... Both will be down there, um, but I, I'd much rather be with the 8-11 to 11 about Rochdale. Um, but just on the team that I mentioned earlier, I think Bristol Rovers are 8-1 to one with Bet365 for relegation. Uh, I can't really get my head around this because they're rated as the 10th best team in the league. They haven't got a striker of note at the minute. Um, they've lost Ollie Clark, who's gone to Mansfield. Liam Serkham's gone to Cheltenham. Johnson Clark Harris, of course, he's left to Peterborough. They've not replaced them at, at the minute for me. I mean, Zane Westbrook's a nice, nice pickup from Coventry, but again, it, it's only one person coming in there. I think going forward, I just can't see where the goals are going to come from. Uh, defensively, I like Alfie Kilgar. I think he's an improving defender, um, but I think they're, they're weak at fullback as well and. I'm just looking at their squad. I don't get why they're rated as uh, eight to one shot to go down. I'd have them half the price, um, if not even shorter than that. So that's probably one of my strongest fancies in the entire EFL on a price perspective. Um, Bristol Rovers to go down. Um, if you can get them bottom half at anything odds against, if there's anywhere offering that, 
I'd be whapping that up as well. I mean, I know that there's there's been some good vibes coming out of the club kind of off the field uh, when I was reading up on them the other day. But they, they're on the field is what matters and uh, they just don't have the players for me at all at the minute. Um, so unless they do something really dramatic in the transfer window um, in the next couple of weeks, then I'm going to be more than happy to get against them 8-1 to one because if they don't do anything, I think that price is going to plummet. Yeah, and the way they finished or the way, the way they played in 2020 under their new manager, Ben Garner, was also very alarming. Um, Jack, what's your verdict on the market? Where's the value for you? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, that Tom mentioned Rochdale and yeah, not not having a team to finish bottom market because I'd have been all over that as well. You, you, like you say, lost Henderson, Callum Camps has gone, Aaron Wilbaram's left as well and that's 24 of the 39 goals they scored last season uh, gone already. So, uh, I just can't see how they're how they're gonna get enough goals to to be competitive. To be honest, um, you know they've got no real funds to to be able to improve the squad. So, yeah, probably worth uh, putting that in an accumulator with uh, a couple of other selections. Uh, like you, Mark, when mentioned Wigan, um, I think they've got to be value at six to one for, for relegation after losing so much of, of the talent that they had. In the championship, um, you know, I think it's absolutely disgraceful what's what's happened there. To be honest with you, they, they shouldn't be in this league. But um, you know, by the sounds of, of what um, you know, the administrators were, were talking about today, it they don't really seem that much closer to a takeover. A lot of interested parties, but no one really that close to to securing a deal for the club and, and they might have to, to sell even more players to, to pay some of the, the, the future wages as well. So, you know, the fact it's only going to get worse before it gets better um, doesn't give you much hope that they're, they're going to be able to hold their own in a division. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the supporters are, you know, more concerned about are they actually going to have a club um, more necessarily than where they might finish this season. But um, I think when I counted... Um, a few days ago, they only had you know about 13, 14 senior players on the book. Um, they did manage to put together a, a quite uh, fairly decent-looking first eleven in their cup game the other day, um, considering the the situation. But um, like I say, six to one just just looks too big for me, considering we've got four places available. Um, and and yeah, like like you mentioned as well. Mark Northampton, um, the, the squad just looks really weak. Um, I think as 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 well as they did in the playoffs, like you say, they they didn't inspire me with a lot of confidence across the season, if I'm honest. Um, and I think in the key areas, they're they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Big turnover of players, um, which was a bit of a surprise, but. You know, Keith Keith Kell's proved he's a decent coach, um, but it's going to be a real tough ask to to keep them up. Um, the seven to four for relegation is is certainly one that I'll be be backing. They they need another striker. They've lost um, some key players that were that were part of that promotion push. They've lost three of the centre half, so um, you know ended up releasing thirteen players. So you know, about half of which were, were quite a key part of, of that promotion winning team. Um, you know, likes of Callum Morton and Verdane Oliver's gone as well. So as impressive as they were in the playoffs, um, I can't I can't see them having enough to stay up. So yeah, my favourites would be Northampton at seven to four and, and Wigan at six to one. 
Good stuff. So I think the consensus is Rochdale, stick them in your multiples to be relegated. Um, two nods towards Northampton, two to Wigan, two to MK Dons, and Tom likes Bristol Rovers uh, as a big price, eight to one as well. But uh, we're going to move on to the top goal scorer market now. Uh, always a good fun. Moisa is 10 to 1 favourite, and Matty Taylor, 12 to 1 at Oxford. Johnson Clark Harris had a few mentions already. He's 12 to 1. James Norwood is, is at 16s for him as he might be on his way out of Ipswich. Uh, and quite a collection of other players then at 20 to 1 and bigger. Tom, you wrote the piece for the site, so uh, just share your favourite fancies. Have they changed? Uh, if not, what the reasons why you've put them up at the prices that you have? Yeah, they, they haven't changed. Um, uh, the first one is John Marquis, who's at Portsmouth. I just think that for a team that I think will be in the playoffs picture, um, he's got a proven track record of scoring at this level. I mean, he, he he's won the Golden Boot before. He's placed another time as well. So he's got pedigree in this market. And I just think when you've got the likes of Ronan Curtis and a fully fit Marcus Harness on the other side, um, it's all going to be tailored towards getting the ball in the box to Marquis, who's going to do the damage. I mean, he's an all-round kind of striker, um, good in the air. He, he, I mean, I was looking at his uh, highlight reel, and I just think that he, he seems to score an awful lot of tappings as well, which is a really good sign when you want him to back uh, a striker in this market. It just means that his anticipation levels are so good. Um, he's just getting on the end of different stuff, and... Um, He's just good in, in pretty much every uh, every team that he's played in. I, I, I can remember him playing for Millwall against Bradford and um, and Doncaster after that, and he, he was fantastic every time I've seen him play. So if they can get the most out of him, um, I think that he he will probably place, in my opinion. I, I'm surprised he's as big as 20 to 1, to be honest. Um, so I'd, I'd have a little tickle on that each way. I think the price is just about good enough. Um, there's a couple of other shouts. I mean, Paddy Madden's 20 to 1 as well. Uh, I know you like Fleetwood Mark, and I was looking at their squad. Uh, I think they've probably got the best midfield in the league. Um, really like the addition of Mark Duffy. I'm really surprised that he's dropped down to League One level. Um, he, he was influential in getting Sheffield United up into the Premier League, let's not forget. Uh, plenty of assists. Likes to get in them kind of. Uh, spaces between defence and attack and uh, defence and midfield sorry and and deliver balls in I think Madden if he's going to be the one up front will be on the receiving end of a lot of good balls in uh, from quality midfielders uh, Coots, Whelan as well in that midfielders experience and um, they've got some threats um, like out wide as well so I, th- I think that Fleetwood uh, will go well as well and Madden 20-1 doesn't look like a bad shout either He's done it before uh, for Yeovil, wasn't it? Um, he's done it for Scunthorpe too. So he's not a bad shout. I couldn't put anyone off him. Uh, the other player that I put up in the piece is uh, the Doncaster striker, uh, Fajiri Okenbehiri. I think I've probably butchered his name there. But <laughs> You've done it well. You've done <laughs> a decent effort. Yeah, well, he, he is a player that I've seen quite a bit of. I can remember him... Uh, Shrewsbury and I'm, I'm surprised that they let him go to Doncaster uh, in the same league because he was top scorer for Shrewsbury that season and although he didn't smash them in then um, he still was the top scorer and they let him go to a divisional rival but he did well when he came in at Doncaster last season and um, 
I was listening to some um, uh, interviews with Darren Moore and when Okunabere got to the club, I think that he 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 was buzzing off Darren Moore and Darren Moore was loving him as well. I think that they're going to uh, really complement each other really nicely. I do like Darren Moore as a manager, I've got to admit. Um, I think the players will play for him. Um, and he, he's going to be starting as a number nine for Doncaster this season. Um, he's got the number nine shirt. And he has been played out wide quite often. I think he played out on the left quite a bit for Dagenham. Um, but he's going to be playing centrally here. And he's probably going to be the the main striker up front. Um, he's 66-1. to one. Uh, There was some 100-1 to one about him uh, with Bet Victor last week. Uh, that's when we put him up. That, that's gone. Uh, but I still think 66-1 to is probably a, a good each-way punt here. He's on penalties as well. We saw him score a penalty against Blackburn in the League Cup uh, the other week. So that's on your side as well um, for a team that I do think will go pretty well. Uh, should probably push to the playoff places for me, Doncaster. And then just an- another shout, which has just caught my attention today. Um, I mentioned Plymouth. I think that they'll go well and... It's interesting to see who they'll start up front, but uh, the lad Luke Jeffcott came in uh, towards the second half of last season, scored quite a few goals, and I was looking at his expected goals as well. It kind of tallied up nicely, getting into really good positions, and when you've got the likes of Mayer and Cooper supplying him, I think that if he does start 250-1 to with Bet Victor, um, you'd be rude not to have a 5 or each way on that, I think, just because... That price is ridiculous. It's sixty-six to one in most places, uh, so that two hundred and fifty to one won't last. It's just whether he does start these games. Um, Hardy is another option for them, but um, he's kind of come through uh, the system there, Plymouth, and the fans like him. And um, he's shown his finishing ability. I can remember him scoring a couple at Carlisle away last season. Um, really established finishes, and he's playing with maturity beyond his years. So. Luke Jeffcott, 250 uh, to 1, I should say, um, with Bet Victor will be uh, my kind of long shot in this market. But yeah, Marquis for um, Portsmouth, Paddy Madden for Fleetwood, both 20 to 1, um, and Okunabere for Doncaster, 66 to 1, there, uh, where my money will be going. That's a, that's a cracking shout on Jeffcott. He made a huge impact after. I think he was on loan out to a non-league club. I can't remember which one earlier in the season last year. And he kind of got parachuted back into the first team at Plymouth and just took to things like a duck to water, really. He was uh, really prolific. So that's a, that's a huge price. Um, certainly, I'll be having a nibble on that myself. So, Jack, over to you. Have you had a look at the top goal scorer market in League One? Uh, if so, uh, where's your major views? Yeah, I've had a look and I really like the, the Paddy Madden shout that, that Tom mentioned. It's probably one of my, my favourites in, in League One. Um, you know, whether he's struggled at the start of uh, his time at Fleetwood, he's been he's been getting better year on year there under under Joey Barton. He, last season, he had his best goals per game output um, since that terrific season at Yeovil back in 2012-13. Um and he's looked good in, in pre-season as well. He's been been fit and firing, so scoring plenty. So, yeah, I, I think at 20-1, to 1, I think that's that's a big price. Um, 
considering like Tom said, I think Fleetwood will will have a good season. Um, and I, I really do like the other shouts that, that Tom mentioned as well. But uh, one I was going to bring up, but just just seeing today that he's he suffered a ankle ligament injury, which puts me off, was uh, Tom Eaves at Hull as well. Uh, Thirty-three to one with with William Hill, mainly because he he did he did well at this level. Um, when he was at Gilliam, he scored 17 goals in uh, this first season there and then 21 in the next, which obviously prompted uh, Hull into wanting to buy him. Um, last season, I don't think they played to his strengths at all, but um, I think he can be a big threat in the air if they um, if they utilise his, uh, his height, um, particularly from set pieces. Um, there was a game last season in the, the FA Cup, I think it was away at Rotherham, he scored a hat-trick and sort of shows what, what he's capable of if um, if they do go a bit more direct, which they needed to in that game. So um, if, he's, if he is, uh, if he's out for a while, um, the, the prognosis is not in yet, but if he is out for a while, then then I'd, I'd leave it. But um, if it looks like he's only out for a couple of weeks, then it, it might be worth uh, an each way shout at 33 to 1. Good stuff. Obviously, if you're, if you're back in top goal scorer, bets at the prices on offer, uh, always look to back each way. You get a quarter of the odds, top four placing. So always worth having an interest at big prices. Um, great insight from the guys. Um, before we call it quits, any other business from you guys? Uh, any bets or selections you haven't yet mentioned but wanted to share? Now is the time. Uh, over to you, Tom, first. Um, not particularly for me. I, I would say that um, if you can get uh, the market on to finish bottom available if that comes available in play i, I would be all over the rochdale bet um but if, if anyone does uh find out if anyone is pricing that up uh please let me know <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you jack um only other side uh, I'd, I'd mention in in terms of the relegation picture would be wimbledon as well um released uh, 11 players in the summer and they're just uh, similar to, to Northampton. I think they're just lacking the quality in the in the squad um, to, to really uh, be able to, to push that far up the table. So I think they will struggle, um, particularly as I'm, I'm not really seeing where the goals are going to come from. Um, but the prices on them for the drop are, are quite short. So again, another one that you could throw in with a, a couple of other selections. But uh, other than that, I think we've covered my best bets. All right. Well, I think that brings us towards the end of the show. So before we do go, I just want to get your your naps and your next bests from League One anti-post this year. Uh, your best bet and your second best bet from all or any market. Uh, Tom, you go first. Um, well, my best bet would be Peterborough top six finish at 11 to 10. I know it's a bit short, but I can't see how that doesn't land. I'm surprised it's not quite a bit shorter than that. But my next best, and probably it would rival on that material, is Bristol Rovers uh, for relegation at eight to one. For all the reasons that I mentioned, I'm I'm staggered by that price. Good stuff. Over to you, Jack. Uh, my best bet would be Northampton for relegation at seven to four, and uh, next best would be sticking in the same market, which would be Wigan for relegation at six to one. Super stuff, guys. Um, that's the end of the We Love Betting podcast in association with Gambler. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please do check out our thoughts on the Premier League, the Championship and League, League Two, which is to come. Uh, we'll all be live uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thanks very much for your time. Do let us know if you enjoyed the podcast also. And of course, best of luck with your anti-post bets, I should say. Uh, thanks, Tom. Cheers, mate. 
Okay. <laughs> and cheers, Jack. <laughs> cheers, Mark. Cool. Speak to you soon, guys. Bye.